Hey, everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it is time for... Money, 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 it's so funny in a rich man's world. It's fun! Abba. Speed ABBA for you there. Uh, Speed ABBA. Little budget ABBA. Budget, budget, budget. Uh, budget breaking muffler. I should have done that one. Um, you should. <laughs> <laughs> let's get some sponsorship here. Uh, okay, yeah. so bringing in, bringing in the people, bringing in the people from outside to 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 oh, just look at okay. everything. And I was on Global this week talking about this. They didn't use my best clip, so I get to those now because okay. uh, so there's a report from staff in Vancouver. The ones that, uh, along with like West Van, a couple others that like go crazy on their budgets. So we had a what, 12% budget increase last year in Vancouver with a new city council, ABC. Thank you very much. You know, uh, our mayor, a former C C certified general accountant. Yes. So there's a current committee putting a plan together, but staff came back saying, prepare for a 9% increase tax or budget increase. Tax. Every year for four years. I know. And so I'm like, no. This is, and so there's that, which is bad. It's early days and, and, and there's a committee that they struck to look at the finances. And, but then in the, in the next breath, I see them announcing and more spending that they're doing on, you know, South you know, it's like, okay, you guys, stop. You can't keep saying yes to everything. The, the challenge that I had, and this is what wasn't quoted in the global story, and this is what I think is going to happen, is ABC, if they don't get their shit together, uh, or E there on that one, financially, a second party is going to start up uh, on the right side of the spectrum. It's going to split the vote and the left will slip up the middle. This is what happens every time. You've got to show some kind of fiscal prudence uh, on your budgeting to prove that you are. No, it's just it's it's not going to fly if they come in with three more nine percent budgets. They're just they're just going to not they won't lose, but they won't win either. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, guys, come on. I, I just already hear rumblings from people who talk to me about another party starting up or the NPA reinvigorating or whatever, but probably a new party. I mean, you see the split on the right all the time and it's happening provincially. We'll talk about that later, but you know, it's, it's just, you got, I get, so we'll be, I'll be interested to see the fall, but if they don't come in with a rate of inflation increase, which right now is what 3.6 now it's down to 3.5, 3.6. If it 3 .4, sustains at three it. to yep. five, yeah. if I see a budget higher than 6.9%, I'll give you a 6.9 for this year, but I want to see four and then two for the budgets after that. I, you can't do this to us. You can't. Yeah. So George, then this is just opinion, like seriously yeah. unpacking opinion here. Do you think that there has been a shift with the mushy middle or even the left when it comes to what, uh, what fiscal responsibility might look like because there was a time where it was like spend all the things for the mm -hmm. left and the mushy middle and yeah, right now it's like true. no Even right to a certain degree right right I mean, sure yeah. sure but just in terms of because i'm i'm often you know right down the center line but like mm -hmm. many i think in 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 canada yeah, uh, you know um rightly or wrongly but i fear this the vote splitting because the antithesis of what the goal is ends up happening. You know, mm -hmm. that's the thing. It's like looking south of the border. Let's take it out of, because I think it's complicated when we look at municipal politics, because not everybody votes. So it's whoever mm -hmm. can get the people out the 
yeah. win. But when you look at the United States and, and you see like in the past week, Liz Cheney being asked if she would run for president as an as a an independent, a, a, you know, start a third party down there. And everybody clamors up to the rooftops and says, if you do that, Trump will win mm -hmm. again. Right. Because now we're voting to make sure that that doesn't happen. But, yeah. but then people don't engage enough to know that. And we almost had that happen again because the last municipal election that saw the former mayor, uh, Kennedy Stewart, elected really fell to the shoulders of Shauna Sylvester staying in the game because she was never going to win the mayoral office. Mm -hmm. And yet she took just enough from Ken Sims yeah. so that he didn't win last time. And then fast forward to the next election where Kennedy Stewart was resoundingly dismissed of his duties in mm -hmm. favor of Ken Sim, even with a Colleen Hardwick late push that tried. And Colleen Hardwick was never going to be the mayor of Vancouver. No, but as she far takes, as the, she, she, if she'd done a better campaign, she could have taken more votes. She could have, which would have landed Kennedy Stewart and back and in. All, and yeah. he was mm -hmm. resoundingly fired by people of Vancouver. Yes. Right. So, and I, and I'm speaking vehemently to your point, because I could not agree with you more in the, in the chaos that will ensue. If the current majority municipal government doesn't find a way to pull in the yes, 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 yes. Really glad a hundred percent of people said, and oh my gosh, another unanimous. Okay. Nobody's surprised by your unanimous vote with a majority government that is strong as what ABC is enjoying mm -hmm. right now. What the people of Vancouver need is some relief from the cost associated with the bloated government that we have allowed to grow mm -hmm. day in, day out, incarnation after incarnation. We go all the way back to moonbeam here. We got we got a solid couple decades to to fix and and you said it you they're they're trying to fix it all up front you've said but, to do that you've yeah. said to do that right so where are we in the fix it all cut. up think, front? If you're going to do cuts you got to do it early otherwise that pain that those special interest groups and you you saw it with kiefer which we're not we're going to get to next but you saw yeah, that yeah. and i guess we can kind of touch on that but you know the housing file the biggest challenge with this budget that the city has is that the downloading that's come from the province, the federal government, uh, which has forced, which vision kind of embraced this capital spending on building housing. And so just yeah. to give you a perspective, when I started on council in 2011, the capital budget, two budgets, there's the operating budget and the capital budget. The capital budget pays for infrastructure and, you know, whatever. It yeah. didn't used to pay for housing. It was it used to be under $200 million per year. Uh, and now it's sitting at six, four, well, 400 million. Well, it's like, it's, it's a billion dollars for the term. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. A billion it's, it's dollars ridiculous. It's, it's like, it's so much more money and, yeah. and it's, and 90% of it is, you know, of that extra money that's going is housing. It's just a portfolio that, and, but it's, I don't see ABC changing their mind on, on the housing file and, and reverting back to traditional capital spending because now with interest rates at nine percent or eight percent the city borrows money for the capital which they usually have to do they don't get it all in development cost levies and the cac right. they have to um borrow the money now at what not two percent anymore not four percent eight nine nine percent yeah. and so that goes into the operating budget so if you're if you have to borrow 200 million dollars at nine percent i mean do the math that's a it's, lot of money. That, that and paying we just, down the debt comes out of your operating budgets. So that 
So right now the operating budget represents the actual paying down the current debt is, uh, you know, almost 20% of the budget. And I think now is a good time to point out, because we throw around numbers a lot, billion. Do you know how long it takes? If you and I started counting right now, one, two, three, four, five, six, do you know how long it would take to get to a billion? Yeah, it's- 30 (laughs) years. To to the next election, really? No way. 30, three, zero. Yeah. Really? The difference between a million and a billion is like one year and 30 years. Really? Holy Yeah. It's insane. We throw around numbers thinking we know what we're talking about. We don't. We just don't. We super we don't. Know, Let's talk about the key my fact. tax bill. I know what yeah. I'm talking about. I'm like, oh my God, don't even start. Don't even start. Yeah. But the Kiefer is an example of a, of a chaos that continues at City Hall. They did approve it unanimously. This is a project in Chinatown that has been going yeah. on Forever. for, I don't even know, 10 years. Simple little project. When I was on council, it had, uh, they came to ask for higher density. So they put in a social housing and a community center, a whole bunch of stuff for Chinatown. We approved it. The, the, uh, how many years ago was that? Can we just, that would have been 2016, 17, 17, right before the election. And then staff went and turned it down for design stuff. And I'm like, what? And, uh, because they felt pressured by the community. And so it went back and they brought it back and they turned it down again on the, they brought it back as per zoning and it got turned down again. And so they sued the city and the judge said, they have to see this again. They saw it again. They passed it. So they passed it now. And it's just, it's a nice little building in Chinatown, but this is an example where the voices are so loud against something that you lose perspective, and it's tough as a politician right. to to accept that. Now, this in this case, there were no politicians necessary because it was a staff decision, it was a committee decision, so it wasn't even political necessarily. Um, so, but it's which just- is astounding because it's not political and the staff is there and it was voted on and it was approved. But I'm so confused, and I've been covering this story. And it's like the community says this and the people that are for it say that. And it it looks like it's going to fill that need for housing. But if we're going to argue for seven years over building buildings mm-hmm. that will house people mm-hmm. one at a time, we mm-hmm. are so screwed. Like, yeah. and Chinatown is dying. Right now, just go down there and walk around and find anything that's open for that matter. It's my favorite part of this city as a child. When when going some when going to places, my two favorite places, even beyond, and I love the peony and playland and all that. And (laughs) and you know, my my grandparents would take me to the aquarium. I'd be sad at the polar bear exhibit and I would feel very wrong at the whale exhibit. I didn't know why I felt crappy about those two two things, but as a kid, I did. And I would prefer to go to the food court at Woodward's on Hastings mm-hmm. street and dim sum in Chinatown or a bowl of wonton noodle soup in Chinatown at an authentic restaurant and go look in the shops and, and muse at the ginseng. Like I would, I would literally yes. as a child no, totally. look around and, and think, and I, I'm so sad to see what's happening in China. I don't know how to fix it, but I don't think that putting a community <sighs> office there is going to do that much. I don't know that you know, cha- yeah. hopefully changing the parking thing. Cause I did stop going there when the parking got like remarkably expensive. Well, when it cost the, me an extra $10 right now, to shop yeah, down there. I wasn't free, going. I guess, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, and when I first started in 2011, there was a bunch of developments that happened down there Yeah, and we approved a couple of big developments down there. Not a, not a peep, not a peep. Nobody complained, 
keys, this one project comes along and installs everything uh, that's come since. Why? And so nobody's Unspin even bothering. Unspin it for me. Why? Well, there's, what, I don't what know is what that it? site specifically is next to the cemetery. I, I, it's very, it's, it become a, it became a, 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 a really. Political football? Those, yeah, basically, because it, I don't know why it just resonated with people. It's just the location. It's an empty parking lot right now. Teeny little parking lot. It's a yeah. piece of junk. Um we also, when I was there, we approved the downtown Eastside plan, which is basically not doesn't allow any uh, strata development at all. It's all social housing, which I think has caused all developers to kind of go bye bye. Uh, yeah. So nobody wants to build down there because it has to be rental or social housing. So you have the right, which is right next door to Chinatown. So it's a double whammy, and you have this very vocal group, uh, and then you have this whole terrible plan for the downtown Eastside in general. Uh, so you're just pushing away to anybody who's a developer. And by the way, developer as a dirty word, you know, church groups are developers. I have a, two buildings next to me that are that are social housing developed, developed by church groups. Yeah. Uh, you know, these are developers are people who build things and get them done. And they could be anybody. Um, they've all nobody wants to do anything down there because it's chaos, including Chinatown. And so the city is trying to create this. I, you know, I worry about a disnification. I've talked about this before in Chinatown. We don't want that. So no. how do you subtly reinvigorate a community if you don't put more people there? You just got to put more people there. And, and make it affordable the for key. the people who have always lived there. And I don't know how that happens sure. either. Right. But Nobody the Mahjong really, playing yeah. grandmothers upstairs. Well, my girlfriend, Sally yeah, Pateman, sure. opened um, a restaurant, Sai Wu, down there. And she advocated, she had to fight to keep a neon sign that had been there forever. Yeah. Those kind of things are stupid. pushing away everybody. Yeah. It's and, stupid. Uh, and she fought so hard. And then finally, finally, she said, I'm out. And she kept everything and that was that was the that was the reinvigoration that i thought was that that hybrid model where you where every, there's a bunch of restaurants on kefir that were opening up they were kind of these fusion places really cool yeah. really delicious bao bay, kind of, bao the bay. yep all of those yeah, they were I all love kind those. Of opening up yeah and uh and then they Employs just, just people they just thought yeah. there was a london pub that was kind of cool up which yep. is not you know up on on maine all these yeah. places were kind of starting to it was really starting to take off and then development stopped and people stopped moving there and guess what happened and not just all kinds of people people who own strata people who rent people who are in social housing you need if all you look it. at the west yeah. end is the most diverse neighborhood in the city it's yeah. the most it has high rises it has a house it has next to a high rise yeah. is a single family home it's the craziest neighborhood probably yeah. in canada you got a 20-story building and then a little house next to it and, and a big chunk and, of character homes that have been there since the beginning of exactly. our city and, and then a housing, hospital and seniors housing, and then a, and, and, and a church with, and a with church. Uh, yeah. and then a whole, and then two cool streets and yeah. three cool streets. I mean, it's, it's got everything and it's feels generally safer than Yale town, yeah. by the way, which segues to the class right? action lawsuit. That's Let's go there. Just Let's announced. go there. There's a new lawsuit suit that's targeting the city of Vancouver uh, over the Yale town uh, OPS, the overdose prevention site. You live in Yale town, tell the story from the beginning. So people who are just coming to this, understand what's what. Well, it's if we go way back wall development, wall center, um, Peter wall developed a building on Richards. He owned a piece of property and he owned two pieces of property. Basically. And he, he, he said, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you, give you some higher density on the one in Richards and I'll build you in, and you on this other piece of land over on Seymour. And so he, he said, he said, great. We approved that. It was a really cool idea. Didn't cost anybody anything. It's a nice piece of social housing and, and it's got a bunch right. of retail space in it right at the corner of uh, Helmkin and uh, Richards. 
And, but then about two years ago, three years, no, it's longer than that. Was it when I was there? Maybe it's four years, five years, four years ago, four, three or four years ago. I think Before I the exactly, pandemic? It, was, it was, yeah, in and around there it was this last council decided to put it a safe injection site, but I don't know, not a really like the one in downtown town is is very structured. This one is kind of like a bunch of tables in, the, in, a, in an empty space. It's, I don't know if you've been in there. I have not. not. I have not been to the one well on the organized. downtown east side though. I, I yeah, have been. That one's like a, you go in there, it's kind of hospital-ish and it's very structured. This one is not. And, but, and then as a result, for whatever reason, people decided they can just hang out outside and get, they just hang out and they're putting tents up and they're living on the outside of this thing and they're taking over. Right across the street is a, is a park that all my kids played in. It's right across the street. One of the biggest playgrounds in the Yale town yeah. right across the street um and there's just a bunch of neighbors and there's a whole bunch of social housing along Seymour with a lot of vulnerable people who are trying to get out of this world they're trying you know there's several organizations I mentioned those two church groups there's other ones they're all in that area and they are strict rules on drug use so right. as a result a lot of these people who are suffering now have this place that's right right on their street to go do drugs and so you have this enticement and you see the drugs and you can buy them yeah. right there now right and there. take them yeah. right there so you're walking yeah. home to your social housing that's been built and oh well, well oh okay well i mean you don't do that to people who have addiction problems no. and so we and so it's gotten chaotic it's causing crime i can say that without doubt i know that amanda who we and my that doesn't feel safe mike who's in that story who's part of the class action lawsuit mike wilson who i know uh through politics uh is and he and i are at the campaign university so we, we're working on that together uh he his wife also doesn't feel safe it's it's right. crazy how it's changed and you know one of the concerns you think yale town oh yuppie ooh, you you know it's not and it hasn't been it's been very i, I raised my three kids there it's a great neighborhood but guess what's the ch problem with this what's going to happen the the potential decline of this community the potential value of the real estate you you could things can turn around really badly really quickly in a neighborhood you just have to look at the downtown east side if you went to the downtown east side 30 years ago there were Which, still people with drug addiction, you know, addictions. As, as alcohol, I pointed but, out, yeah, yeah, as I pointed out, we, my grandmother would take me down there to Woodward's. Exactly. That we would go look at the windows. Ago, yeah. 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 That was 30 years ago. And yeah, and and the yeah there were people down there that were. Um, I, in, get my in, in, I get my hair cut down there. That's where yeah, I used to get my But hair there cut. were impoverished people, mm -hmm. people living below or at the poverty line without the level of. Um, the, the, without the element of crime associated with what we're no, seeing today the safe. desperation i did i did i don't yeah, now no, i don't no. feel safe in yale town i don't feel safe on gramble street i don't feel safe on broadway because there are people who are living in the clutches of the drug and opioid addiction cycle that you're talking yeah. about i think that and again i don't have the answer here but i think that places like ops have and continue to save lives i yes. also feel that allowing people not allowing people that's the wrong term um creating an environment where people are camping out on our city streets and openly using drugs and running frankly a chop shop for um stolen yeah, goods right on us right which on is sidewalk. right in the open and and nobody's doing yeah. anything about it and and that comes back to what to do because you you take somebody who is breaking the law mm -hmm. so openly and then you put them through the judicial system you 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 arrest them you 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 put them in and then you you, you go okay what do we do with yeah. this person are they dangerous to society no okay let them go okay they, 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 you know and the police are like so we can't do anything times. we can yeah i know 
there's there's it's like this. and then there's the whole like housing this. file and there's, oh totally there's multiple which we'll get to here. yeah but so let's this class, to whether or not this class action lawsuit has merit we'll see um so let me explain this. drawing attention to it i'm gonna i'm gonna read out exactly here from the article in the vancouver sun yeah. The proposed class action lawsuit filed in BC Supreme Court alleges the City of Vancouver, Vancouver Coastal Health, and Rain City Housing and Support Society have failed to prevent people from using the overdose prevention site from, quote, unreasonably and substantially interfering with the use and enjoyment of neighborhood properties, end quote. So there are two representative plaintiffs, as you mentioned, a Yaletown resident, uh, Michael Wilson, and a company called 1111 Seymour Residence Limited. A subsidiary of a subsidiary of Wall Financial Corporation, which oh, yeah. owns the apartment building beside Seymour Overdose Prevention Center. So this new lawsuit follows um, a separate earlier petition filed last month in BC Supreme Court by 1111, uh, seeking an order canceling the overdose prevention site's lease at the location. So this is a double down on what is an ongoing and frustrating issue, George, because I don't think anybody just wants people to die here and anytime somebody pushes forward with this needs to change it's like you don't care about people it's like mm -hmm. it's a actually tough one. actually we do and when you we came around the corner brian and i were driving back from wherever we were last weekend we were coming back i think it was maybe 10 o'clock at night and we're coming down thurlow so this isn't yale town this is just up a few blocks and two occasions where there were people suffering some level of drug-induced mania just standing wearing all black hunched over in the middle of the street at night yeah. like these people are going to die standing in the middle of the street not knowing where they are we need some kind of action but what does that look like mm -hmm. and did that person use at the ops site or were they using in a park or a playground that they were using tainted drugs that put them in the state and there's no mm -hmm. place to go and there's no place to live because the SROs are run by slumlords. Like, Some of them I don't problems. know. <laughs> I mean, right, but it's the provincial level problem. It's like, it's a federal level problem and nobody has the answer because George, this just in, it's a global phenomenon. This isn't mm -hmm. just happening here and nobody knows yeah, what no, to 100%. do. And it's I've got an op-ed coming out soon in the sun that you'll see oh, that you? talks about this issue, um, uh, housing and this downloading from the federal and provincial government. So. So Do you? it's a long okay. one. <laughs> it's a long one. Okay. But, uh, Let's talk about Brad West. Let's well, talk there, Brad, and that kind Brad of bridge, West. It's a good bridge because breaking, you know, we'll breaking from Brad, the NDP. Yeah. yeah. Plan. Well, and, uh, and and there's a, quite a few mayors saying, "Hey, enough is enough. We need to. There needs to be places where people don't do drugs, and we need to be able to enforce them, yeah. enforce this. And it's it's crazy that it was actually not possible that it was contrary to regulations to enforce." No, you didn't. And so when did that happen? Because I remember a time when we thought we were beating the system by sitting on the law courts or the Vancouver Art Gallery steps to to buy a gram of pot. There, like all the all the teens used to go down there, and it used to be such a thing. And then you'd like yeah. scurry off to the side, and then you'd find a place, and you'd you know hide out. And now people are just like, right, right. Sometimes I've seen in the in that play, same playground I mentioned earlier on 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 the playground equipment. <laughs> It's just madness. So Brad West and other mayors, there's several across the province who are being very vocal and making, uh, being tough about this, saying, no, not in our parks. And, uh, you know, there needs to be places where people feel safe that are controlled by our cities. So where? Uh, in case, uh, not in Vancouver, not the city, but a park board. So you can't, you know, you got to get the park board to make that decision. 
Um, so that's it's interesting though that it's like it's hard to do that. <laughs> it's like, I mean, that's your job as a city government, isn't it? But no, apparently you're not allowed to push that kind of things, and you're not allowed to like wow. Anyway, it's so, wild that we go from the OPS and a lawsuit against having an overdose prevention society where is a legal place to actually consume drugs to you're not allowed to do it at the park. So if you don't do it at the park, you need places like OPS, but nobody wants a place like OPS across the street from their house. Nobody. And the people that are using drugs don't want to have to take three sky trains to get to it because they just won't. They'll do it at the park. So where yeah. where are I they? Know. And, and I, we should point out that many people who suffer from uh, addiction aren't on the downtown east side aren't using an overdose prevention site and so many and people dying, dying either, are, yeah. the people that the are dying are, are exactly yeah. we exactly. all know so i have friends we all have friends friends i've who, lost count i've I lost mean, count who are like what they yeah. died of opiate what they're they were what yeah you know it's crazy terrifying but, um, yeah terrifying. i know it so it's going to be interesting i i think that uh i don't know it's just the solution is so obvious on so many levels, but it takes multiple decisions by multiple levels of government to make the change and a 30 year time frame. That's yeah. what's painful. We That's will probably not painful. live to see the solution see it. if it were started today. <laughs> so, you know, but it has to be a Jesus. housing, drugs, you know, crime, all these things have to happen simultaneously. Yeah. And, uh, and the I echo effect any... of the pandemic is is hasn't even hit us yet like the the stress on society as oh, a yeah. whole and the substance yeah. use and abuse that will come with that you know that's Not to mention other illnesses from heart disease and all those things that whatever i mean just like all people are had a rough few years and didn't uh, take care of themselves maybe the way they should have some did but a lot of people had a rough few years i know certainly yeah. as a business person it's been a rough few years you know i think anybody in business in the last chaotic three years has been not been a fun trip so. Right. And even even those who held on by their their fingernails uh, through the pandemic are feeling the echo effects of it now, you know, yeah. cuts and layoffs and, and well, downsizing and minimizing and slashing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Slashing the budgets on whatever, you know, yep. what we what many of us well, grand we whatever um, thought, OK, we made it. It's like. Mm, still. Mm -hmm. The effects haven't haven't hit some yeah. things um are are pivoting changing um that we should probably point out i think the air conditioning um mm -hmm. announcement the budget Attend, to help people eight million i mean it's an interesting announcement it kind of a little bit backfire there because people start doing the math and they're going hey that's only like a thousand air conditioners or whatever i don't know what that something is, a thousand though bucks something a pop, it's about a thousand it's about a thousand dollars per air conditioner or something yeah so uh but hey it's something a lot of people died in the heat waves and i think great let's just get is a quick as long as the right people are getting them i think when Agreed. i heard stories about the electric bike grants that were available like last year and how who got them it was not the people that a lot of people i know got those and it wasn't the people that needed them no, the, no. the discount on the electric bikes so it's great you create these systems of uh choosing and you sort of like how did you get that there are always that? people there are always people who will look at it as an opportunity to save a buck yeah. instead of looking at it as people who actually like, need them. Need yeah. So, food so we'll see. There. I mean, that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cooperative relationship with hydro and it's the kind of thing you, you it's quick, a quick solution in government. That's not happen very often. How can we I'm, save a bunch I'm of lives? I'm happy to Here's see a bunch it. Of air conditioners. Yeah. I, I mean, simple. start there.
but let's let's start a conveyor belt of that. Anybody want to help and they don't want to just cut a check to a random charity? Here, you can buy this many air conditioners yeah. and it'll go to the next people who are on this That's list. Yeah, and yeah. and the people on the list have to show their most recent tax. It's return like direct taxation, whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's like sending, yeah. you know, okay, hook like a like a like a partnership or what are those things when you those commercials about kids in in South America or Africa or where they can yeah, donate yeah, yeah. to this and you'll get you'll get you know the UNICEF model, right? Yep. Like it's a good I model. sponsored a child. Like, I sponsored you know. a child on the Christian Children's Fund, and I am not a religious person, but I did my due diligence, and I actually sponsored a child that cost me ten dollars a month for i think seven years i i and i got letters from this young woman and i saw her through cool. from being a small child to being able to care for herself and going through school and i did that as a 20 something it's very rewarding to know the impact and when when you start hearing the um the negatives about some charitable and endeavors where there's a you know a a private jet involved, you know, or you look at some mm -hmm. religious outlets right. where it's a humongous cash grab that never really trickles down to the people in need. Yeah, or, and, and, and you do your research on that stuff before you do. Right. I know we did and some work important. for the Shriners. I was always amazed at the Shriners and how much yeah. all, like 95% of the money goes to the, what yep. they're saying. It's pretty impressive. Yep. It's hard yep. to UNICEF is another, I spend a lot of time carrying yeah, around that little box on Halloween. Yeah. They're great. Um, yeah. And they even got some bad press, but you know, Mm -hmm. it, deservedly i don't know but the, just a little bit of I, I would say no in my experience but the the people who would put forward that that's you know that's a big company um sort of mentality just them saying that could stop donations that could really hurt people like we yeah. need to we need to to find ways to help um yeah. because it's confusing uh almost as confusing as renaming a political party <laughs> <laughs> roughest like segue ever <laughs> you did it <laughs> yeah the by-elections happened this week in yeah. in uh on vancouver island and in vancouver and uh, no surprise ndp won we're both landslides you know very strong ndp writings what was interesting was was what was horgan's writing and you had guess who came in third bc united yeah and vaughn palmer behind the conservatives yeah, Vaughn Palmer tweeted from the Vancouver Sun saying, mm, I wonder if Kevin Falcon's reconsidering uh, name, renaming the party. And I've always said this, you know this, as a marketer for me, renaming, rebranding is really complicated and expensive and hard. And it's, it's and, and also from my point of view, and I ran with the BC Liberals, as you know, the liberal word is, is kind of a, well, yeah, it doesn't make the conservatives happy. It certainly makes the liberal people go, oh, well, they're, they're liberal. The word liberals in there, I'm going to vote that. It's red. Uh, so you would get that that middle vote uh, would float around and sometimes go with depending on the leadership uh, with the BC. Now they're going to be like, well, where do I put my vote now? BC United, what's that? And so you have sounds like a soccer club. Yeah. So what's more telling? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not a bad name, but it's just it's no, just but it sounds dangerous. like a soccer club. It's like, mm. yeah. And then you have the, what do they so stand this, for? Yeah. Yeah. But the biggest concern is the rise of the conservative. And just like we started this podcast today of talking about Vancouver and ABC, yeah, you're risking now a split on the vote on the right. And Danny Pierre just going, thank you very much. And David that. Eby said, because a lot of speculation that might have even been in that bomb Palmer article. I can't remember. I read a bunch of stuff uh, following along on the by-election, but it was about, uh, you know, well, now with them being such landslide victories for the NDP in those by-elections and, oh, does this signal possibly an, an early election call? And David Eby's like, no. 
We're going with a fixed date. We're sticking to that. Like he's really sticking to just not even skirting it a little bit. He is like not happening. What do you think about that? I, I think he's, it, depending on how Kevin Falcon manages this conservative uprise, um, if he can't get it under control, uh, it's a sweet victory for the NDP. It's, that's all it's, it, it requires, yeah. you know, Gordon Campbell spent a lot of time uniting the right and bringing the conservatives into the fold, into the fold with the, the liberals at that time and kept right. them fairly controlled. Um, yeah. And Christy Clark managed to do it. But since then, it's kind of, you know, the last election, there's a little bit of a blip there is 4%, but it only takes a, in a few ridings. You can look at some of the ridings that they lost. It should have been BC Liberal last time, you know, and, and you could see a vote of a couple thousand votes that might have gone to a conservative that if they'd gone to the liberal they would have won so this is a you know no swing ride it's, it's especially bad and if if they were to have a close vote where it was minority and we had a minority government uh in the last term um you know and it was it was pretty much 50 50 on that last the election from 2017 um as far as the where it landed of course yeah. the next election it was a landslide but you know it's it's just you just want the to, mid pandemic you know, you gotta, one. You got you can't have you. I mean, even with federally now having so many political parties, as a result, and people might like this. You create these alliances. So the only way it would work for the BC Liberals slash BC United slash Conservatives, these this group, is that they if they do manage to win enough ridings individually, and that's mm -hmm. enough to give them control. But I I don't think there's going to be enough. Because I don't think the conservatives have enough interest in the, in the places where they need the votes, which is Vancouver and Surrey. Right. I just don't think that they're, they're going to resonate and get those votes. They'll get those places that would probably have gone liberal, or they might, you know. It's and so, so yeah. The best case scenario potentially at this point will be a coalition government, the conservatives, if that were to happen. But it's just splitting the vote in the right, and it's just I don't know how he's going to manage it. He's he's working hard on it, but mm, we'll see. Mm -hmm. I think we're out of time. Oh my gosh! I forgot. Fast. I forgot to set my timer. But Six, we did BC population 164,000 new record. That's I want growth 40 years. Crazy. Slide that in there. Let's go a little bit over time because I think it's really important that people understand just how quickly our province is growing when it comes to population and how slowly we're growing when it comes to housing yeah. and uh, the chaos, particularly in the city of Vancouver with regard to permitting and, and getting through. I mean, it's just, I, I what's, what's I, the I know, answer? Like, somebody, does it, uh, is it a federal? Yeah. Well, the province is saying they're going to mandate this stuff. You, right. you 164,000 people, you, you know, if you don't believe in supply and demand, I don't know what else I can tell you. The demand is 164,000 people. They're, they're not all in individual apartments. Those are probably families and various yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. So let's say it's uh, 90,000 people that need 90,000 homes. I don't know. It's, they've probably got the exact number. I'm just, this just came out today. Uh, this is a lot of homes we got to build. And that's just to get what's coming to British Columbia. We're nowhere way behind yeah. into the 30,000 units in this province that are behind on, on the social And we're shrinking schools and we're closing schools. And we're, so when we're, our, our population is spiking. Did you see that graph? I think you were the one who sent it to me. Like US and Canada population yeah. growth. And it's There's like, doo -doo -doo -doo. The and then Canada yeah. goes. Whoop. Yeah. Because we, we um, are swinging open the doors. And and yep. frankly, there is so much turmoil in the world. I'd want to come here. But, but the graph also showed housing, which was like, yeah, people housing. Where are people going to go? And it's a million dollars a unit to build. Oh, my God.
So never, never a shortage of things to talk about, George Affleck, here on Unspun Podcast. You go to unspunpodcast.com. I should have done this earlier. People are just, you know, hi to our friends who continue to listen. Please well, share. Morgan, like one, of our, one of our our big fans. He's also just go as long as you want. I, I'm listening. I'm listening. Aww. Keep going. Thanks, Keith. <laughs> Shout out to Keith. Shout out to Keith. How many are we? 221 in? Jesus. We're 221. 221. At George underscore Affleck on Twitter at George underscore Affleck on Twitter. I'm at Jody Vance, Jody with a Y at Jody Vance on Twitter. Um, just if you want to tune in uh, this coming week, nine to noon, I'm filling in for Mike Smith and George. I think we're going to need to talk on the radio about some of these things. So you'll probably hear George Affleck on with me. I don't know. Monday, Monday. What are you doing Monday? <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. See you later. Um, Have a good like weekend. and subscribe. Peace out. Bye.